Hello, Amy. Hello, Anthony. How are you today? I'm doing fine. I'm warm now. I'm happy about that. It was cold earlier. I'm doing fine, thanks. No, okay. Never better. Having a good day? Oh, you know, fair to middling. Fair to middling, huh? Yeah. Well, you ready to do this? Yeah, so what's the show about today? No, I thought today we'd just talk about cheerfulness. I play a lousy straight person. <laughs> Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio with your hosts, Anthony and Amy Russo. Grace and Peace Radio is a weekly Christian podcast where together we'll discuss how we can apply God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. So how'd you like that intro? <laughs> pretty cool, huh? I thought it was pretty cool, Curse. I like Eeyore. Well, no, I meant the intro. Oh, I liked our, I liked our intro too. I liked but... our intro too, but the intro intro, I'm I'm very pleased with because now my name's on it. Yeah, it's, see, that was kind of, that was pretty cool to, to hear. I have to say. So good, good. So today, we are going to be talking about cheerfulness. Yes. And so, thanks for joining us here on Grace and Peace Radio. It's great to have you with us, listeners, and uh, it's great to be with you. So before we get started in cheerfulness, there are just a couple of things that I want to to talk about. Three quick failures. Yes, yes. So this is pretty funny. First of all, uh, you heard the new intro, I hope, hope you like it, and so I had a couple of issues with recording it yesterday, and so I'll play one of the failures, and so it was pretty amusing. So Mind I'll... you, I'm, I was in the, Anthony's at the dining table doing this and working on this, and I was in the living room, which is, it's all open, listening and watching and being impressed and amused at the same time. Right. About applying God's word. To everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be glorified. <laughs> and God will be encouraged. <laughs> and with that, let's burn down the show. So there's an intro fail. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, driving home from church today, we passed a liberal church. Mm -hmm. Now, you all know the phrase, especially around Christmas time, right? Wise men still seek him. Right. Everybody knows that mm -hmm. because it's a play on the wise. Yeah, the wise men at the Christmas story. Right. You would think that's pretty much a universal. Yeah, it's pithy and all that, but it's still true. Mm-hmm. Well, how could a liberal church ruin even that? Because you know they ruin everything. They ruin orthodoxy. They ruin everything. Right. How could they do this? Driving home today, what was their sign? Wise folk still seek him. Now, to put this in context, 
aunt's driving. We're going, and we go by this church every week. And we go by this church, and I saw the sign, and I read it out loud. I said, why? I, honestly, I missed it. Anth caught it immediately. I miss it. I'm like, why use folk? Is that <laughs> a southern thing? I don't think so. It's I don't so understand. Stupid. And then... And then I'm like, wait a minute. They replaced the wise men still seek him. They took the men out and yes. made it gender neutral and everything. And, right. and wise folks still seek him. Like, like, oh, good grief. So not only do you ruin it by making it gender neutral, but you you totally gut the pithiness of the whole statement. Right, right. And tying it. It's like, people, this is, these were the wise men. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. Right. You know, it's kind of like what happened in the Capitol with... A men and a women. Right. Oh, yeah. There was that. Very amusing. I'm trying to say so less. Mm-hmm. I'm doing better with the ahs and the ums. Right. But I still say so. It's because it's such an integral part of your vocabulary. Correct. I have my own. The third fail. So we've talked about the intro fail, the church sign fail. Then there was the prayer fail. So before we got started to record, I said, well, okay. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. And so we bowed our heads and prayed. And yours truly went to the Lord. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything. Thank you for this food. Oops. So anyway, and I was thinking it was because I was full from lunch. So those were three fails to start out with. It was very amusing. Mm-hmm. But even in those, I was cheerful. Yes, you were. You were very cheerful. Which brings us back around to our yes, subject. to our topic. When you think of cheerfulness, what do you think of? Well, it was interesting because you actually asked me that question yesterday while we were in a coffee shop. And I had to think about it because it tends to get lumped into happiness and joy. But I do think it's different. Cheerful, I think of as just an outward, bright countenance, bright outlook, a positive demeanor, tone, that kind of thing. When you think of people who exude cheerfulness, what are some of the things that you think of? A sunny disposition, a pretty consistent sunny disposition, almost regardless of what's going on around them. As I was thinking about this, a few different things came to mind. And of course, the first verse I thought of was in Proverbs, where it says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Yes. And so I think of cheerfulness as a merry heart. True. At least I did initially. Mm -hmm. Even thinking about that verse, I have always, always applied that verse to a merry heart does good like a medicine to that person. Right. Right. Internally. Mm -hmm. But the more I got to thinking about it, it's also a medicine to those around that person. That is true. I can see that. A merry heart doth good like a medicine to not only the person, but also to those he or she interacts with. Mm -hmm. I do think there's a difference between a cheerfulness, a merry countenance, and being a Pollyanna. You know, I think a Pollyanna is just not realistic. Right. Yeah, there's a definite difference between genuine cheerfulness Mm -hmm. and, like I wrote down, silliness. Right. And or ignorance. Ignorance is bliss, but it's not cheerfulness. Right. Absolutely. And so as we think about defining cheerfulness, it's almost like a combination of colors that make up another color because it has these elements of joy. 
mm-hmm. gratitude, mm-hmm. happiness, mm-hmm. hope. Good one. Yes. Enthusiasm. True. Contentment. Very good. I hadn't thought of that. Assurance or confidence. I was thinking confidence, yes. Generosity or liberality. Mm-hmm. So it has all of these facets to it that really make up what cheerfulness is, at least as we think of it. Right. I think of where Paul talks about we're the fragrance of Christ. To some, it's the, the fragrance of unto life, and others, it's the fragrance unto death. Some people hate to be around cheerful people. True. They enjoy being miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eeyore's fun. You know, Eeyore's cute, but a steady dose of Eeyore gets old. Right. And there's some people that just like wallowing around in a sure. you know, bad outlook. Right. I was doing some research about cheerfulness, and the word as it's used in the New Testament, the, the Greek word, is, this is really interesting, it's emboldened by God to show courage. Really? Cheer- Say that again. Emboldened by God to show courage. Very interesting. And so really what cheerfulness is, is a God-given boldness or courage. Wow. And out of that, out of that spring out these other attributes that we just talked right, about. Right, Another definition of it that I read was to radiate warm confidence. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought it was, I thought that was neat. I like that. The difference then, say, between cheerfulness and joy Right, because I was thinking, well, what's the difference between these two? Mm-hmm. The definition of joy is the awareness of God's grace. So there is an awareness of God's grace. Mm-hmm. It lifts the spirit. It mm-hmm. brings joy. Mm-hmm. But that is different from the emboldened, right, and courage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Now, in my mind, I think of them, we might say, as twin sisters. Absolutely. I've definitely thought of them that way. I thought that was interesting. Cheerfulness versus joy. And then I thought of, you know, yesterday as we were at lunch, we were in a restaurant that was playing 50s music. Mm -hmm. And we both talked about how we, you know, we like listening to 50s music. You know, when it's playing, it's not something I normally listen to. But every now and then I'll think to turn it on or something. But when you hear it, there is a certain amount of worldly mm-hmm. cheerfulness to it. Mm-hmm. It's the beat. Yeah. And uh, there's just a, a cheeriness right. to, to mm-hmm. it in some respects. Even in some of the ballads, it still has that right sound to it. Yeah. You know, that's the worldly sort of cheerfulness, which isn't really an, a courage. It's just a happiness, really. But then, of course, as a Christian, we have cheerfulness. Really, only Christians truly can be cheerful. Just like only Christians, only Christians can truly be joyful because their joy comes from God. The cheerfulness is, it's a courage given by God. Mm-hmm. It's radiated from within, but the source of it is God. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, Jesus, I, of course, I thought of John sixteen thirty three, where Jesus says, in the world, you will have tribulation, mm-hmm. but be of good cheer. Yep. For I have overcome the, the world. world. And I thought of that and I thought, okay, yep, that's that's where he, he used that word. Yeah. 
And then I was surprised to go back and look up the word and see that actually Jesus uses that phrase several times in his ministry. Really? Yep. In Matthew 9, 2, he says, Be of good cheer to the paralytic, thy sins are forgiven. All right. In Matthew 14, 27, he says, Be of good cheer to the disciples. It is I, be not afraid. When he was walking. And I'm thinking as you're saying this, this whole definition of courage, right? Mm -hmm. Mark records him using it. I think it's in the same context of one of those. I didn't write that down. John 16, 33. So we've got John. So I don't think Luke actually records him using the phrase. I didn't find that. In Acts 23, 11, Jesus in his resurrected, ascended state speaks to Paul and tells him to be of good cheer. Acts 23, 11, and the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. So fascinating. Yeah. I mean, obviously I've read all that, but didn't, did not put that together. Right. So I, I was fascinated by that. And then in Romans 12, 8, Paul says, show mercy with cheerfulness. So when we show mercy, we are to do it with cheerfulness. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And then again, this whole idea of even going back to John 16, 33, where in this world you will have tribulation, you know, that's the problem. You will have tribulation. Mm -hmm. The attitude we're to have is to be of good cheer, to, Mm -hmm. to to be of good courage. It's a command. It's an it's an exhortation. It's a command. It's a prescription. It's This is what Jesus is saying. And the solution, the reason we can have cheer is because he says, I have overcome the world. Right. So putting this all together, Jesus is the source of our cheer. And honestly, I never put it in that context. Which is really too bad because as as I have been thinking about this topic since we talked about it a bit yesterday at lunch, I don't do cheerful, be of good cheer well at times. The last two weeks of work have been brutal and just a lot of pressure and overwhelming and just busy, busy, busy. And when I'm in that overwhelmed state, Honestly, cheer and joy go right out the window. As much as I try to be more focused on that and Lord-focused, I don't do it well. And so it's sin because I'm not focusing on it that way. But I love the fact that in your research, I never, ever put it together with courage. That's fascinating to me. You know, we can even think of the, the word isn't used for Joshua, but over and over, Not just in Joshua 1 and 2, but in numerous places in the life of Joshua, as you study Joshua's life, is even before he's elevated to the role, the Lord is telling him to be strong and Mm -hmm. courageous, Mm -hmm. which, again, there's this sort of tie in there of, of cheerfulness. Yes. And so for us, cheerfulness does look like that Joshua be strong and courageous. Mm hmm. And how many of us, myself included, have 
got that underlined all over the place in Joshua. And I, it's even in many places with Moses during the Exodus and, right. and the wilderness of be strong, courageous, I am with you. Right. Right. And so what you have then is there's, there's not just a courage, but there's a, a warmth mm-hmm. and a confidence that come with that courage. Right. This, this calm assurance, again, a, a joy. And not just plowing through. Right. And then uh, oh, the other one reference I wanted to mention was Second uh, Corinthians nine seven. God loves a cheerful, cheerful giver. giver, right? And so it's this idea of giving cheerfully, courageously, courageously, and a, a warm confidence. Mm-hmm. God loves a warm, confident giver, confident in God, confident in how God's going to use the money, confident that. He'll provide. That he'll provide, confident that they're not wasting money by giving right. it away or mm-hmm. or something like that. Are they somehow going to be shortchanged? Right. And- now, it's worth noting that God, God makes us all different ways. Right. You know, there are some Christians who are naturally more cheerful. Mm-hmm. There is a genuine cheerfulness, a joy about them. Right. And there are some who aren't. I, again, I, because I've been reading so many biographies lately, David Brainerd, not known for his cheerfulness. Mm-hmm. Following suit after him is Henry Martin, missionary to India, not known for his cheerfulness, very much in the same mold of his hero, David Brainerd. Mm-hmm. Charles Simeon, who I'm reading about, was definitely cheerful. Everything you've been telling me about, yes. And then some are a little of both. Mm-hmm. And at times we're cheerful. Right. And at times in our sinful humanity, and we're not. I mean, oh. really, there's no reason for us never to not be cheerful. Right. Scripturally, biblically, yeah. we should we should always have joy and we should always be cheerful. That doesn't mean we're relishing whatever trial we're going through or illness or whatever whatever's happening in our life. But because our hope is in the Lord... And I'm saying this as someone who fails at this, by the way. As people who hope in the Lord, that's why we're supposed to be joyful and cheerful, despite those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you said at the very beginning. It's not a Pollyanna. Right. Absolutely not. Our confidence isn't just confidence in it'll all work out. Mm-hmm. Our confidence is in the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Lord is our refuge, a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, I can be cheerful mm-hmm. because I have this confidence. Right. Emboldened by God. I love that definition. I've never heard that before. That's great. The other thing I was thinking about, too, when it comes to cheerfulness and how, by nature, some are cheerful, some are not, it's that it is something that we have to work on. Mm-hmm. It's not that we have to be cheerful 24 7 right but we should as christians we should be known for our cheerfulness Mm -hmm. i know plenty of non-christians who are naturally positive people yes they're naturally optimistic people Mm -hmm. they're nice to be around pleasant to be around they're Mm -hmm. surprisingly cheery frankly given the spiritual state they're in right And I was that way. I mean, even before I was saved, you know the stories. I had a friend who called me annoyingly optimistic. Mm -hmm. Which I always found very amusing. So cheerfulness 
is something that we Christians, we should look to to build that up in our lives, mm -hmm. to practice cheerfulness. Mm -hmm. How can I have confidence in God? How can I radiate a warm confidence in God? Despite whatever circumstances. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's something that you reminded me <laughs> several times last week. In fighting sin, you reminded me it is a fight. It is a workout. It is exercising what we are to do and be in Christ. And by the same token, if it's not your, your nature, or if you're just in circumstances where you're feeling overwhelmed and you tend to not think in those terms, mm -hmm. it is work and it is a workout. Mm -hmm. So don't be surprised that it doesn't come easily, that you have to keep reminding yourself and bringing your back, yourself back to the Lord and the idea over and over and over again. Right, right. It's not simply put on a, a happy face. No. It's reminding ourselves, stopping, looking to the Lord, remembering the Lord in that moment, mm -hmm. and drawing our courage from Him. Mm -hmm. And again, cheerfulness can be subtle. It doesn't mean wa walking around with this idiotic smile right. or grin on your face. Mm -hmm. It can be subtle. I, th I thought of the phrase, a glint in the eye. Mm -hmm. sometimes the, the cheerful Christians I know, just looking at them, mm -hmm. you could look at them from across the room or as exactly. you're having a conversation with them, and there's just this glint in their eye mm -hmm. that, that they're cheerful. Mm -hmm. They may not even know it, mm -hmm. and it's just a subtle thing. Mm -hmm. There are some who maybe even in affliction, maybe they can't speak anymore or whatever, and they have a glint of cheerfulness in their eye. Mm -hmm. Or it can be bold. It can be smiling in an awful circumstance right. or adversity or affliction. Mm -hmm. I think of persecuted Christians. Mm -hmm. Well, think of even Paul and Silas. Right. In jail. True. Singing. Singing. They've been beaten and then thrown into jail. And then they're singing. Right. And so so there's a cheerfulness there. And again, it's a, it's a courage that, well, this is where the Lord has us. We don't really talk about cheerfulness much. No. No. That's one of the things we were like, oh, wait, cheerfulness. Mm -hmm. We hear joy. We right. hear happiness. We hear contentment. We hear gratitude. Right. We don't really talk about cheerfulness. Yeah, cheerfulness has been has been lost in mm -hmm. I don't know modern Christian conversation. Well, I think it's because they don't know that definition. I mean that that puts really and truly puts a whole new light on the, the term. Right. How can we be more cheerful? Number one, and then how can we inspire other Christians that we talk with to be more cheerful? Both of those are with the goal of also being cheerful to the lost around us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. In fact, that's critical. Because they don't know what genuine cheerfulness is. Mm -hmm. And to see someone who is, again, radiating this warm courage, mm -hmm. unaffected by what may be going on, that is a huge testimony. And it's a bigger challenge for those of us who work from home. And don't have face-to-face -face 
contact with coworkers or others a right. lot of the time. So now you have to convey that cheerfulness in how you're communicating by emails. Right. Well, and I, I think of it's a combination of what you are communicating and also what you're not. Exactly. You're not saying the day is miserable, the day is hard, this person, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It's not communicating those things. It is saying, you know, well, how is your day? The Lord's getting me through. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to this idea of as we think of sanctification and it being both God working in us mm-hmm. And then the Lord, of course, saying, work out your own salvation, mm-hmm. which doesn't, of course, mean that you work your salvation, that you earn your salvation. That's not it. God is just saying that there's a self-discipline involved right. in being a Christian. Mm-hmm. There is a self-discipline involved that we have to get back to cheerfulness. There's right. a discipline involved in being a cheerful person. Mm-hmm. I think of something else I read recently, again, because I'm reading that Charles Simeon biography, and he Mm -hmm. and someone were talking about personal faults. And in a letter to Charles, the advice was essentially do the opposite of your natural constitution. Oh, right. You did tell me that. And Mm -hmm. so for some people, for some of us, Mm -hmm. to learn cheerfulness is to do the opposite of what may be our natural constitution. Mm Mm-hmm. And again, we do that with God's help. Absolutely. For some of us, it may just be a a sometimes thing. Mm -hmm. Myself, I have these times where I'm prone to being really discouraged and really depressed about things. And so, but there are other times, most of the time. Right. I think I'm a cheerful person. You are. And Mm -hmm. so it's a reminder to me that in those times that I don't feel cheerful Mm -hmm. to go back to the Lord and do those things that remind me of the Lord, that remind me to get my courage from the Lord and to be a cheerful person. Mm -hmm. That's all part of learning and growing and growing in grace. Mm -hmm. Growing in grace, growing in sanctification. Right. So hopefully going forward, we can be cheerful people. We can show the world that we radiate this warm confidence in God Mm -hmm. so that, again, the source, the spring of cheerfulness, it's Jesus. Yes. So we can't expect to be cheerful if we're not with Jesus every day. Right. If we're not praying, if we're not reading our Bible, if we're not thinking on Jesus, of course we're not going to be cheerful. Mm -hmm. So that's... That's what I've got for cheerfulness. So I I hope you take some encouragement from this, that as you now know the definition of cheerfulness biblically, which again, I learned something. I learned a lot today in in Ant's uh, research, that you'll be able to take it out with you every day, whether you're face-to-face with people, whether you're working remotely and you're on email all the time, in your times of interactions with family, kids, whomever. Yeah, especially even this this week, this coming month, mm-hmm. with here again, here in the States, the transfer of power. Right. The inauguration. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people and a lot of Christians who are very 
upset. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people who do not have a cheerfulness because of so much uncertainty, Mm -hmm. unprecedented uncertainty. Exactly. You know, the joke, it became a joke because it was so cliche last April and May of with all the COVID stuff, the cliche became in these times of uncertainty. Right. Well, who knew that a year later, 10 months later, we're still we'd be even in more unprecedented uncertainty. Right. And so for us as Christians, may God give us cheerful hearts. May God give us courage. God give us courage. And may he give you a cheerful heart and courage this week. Yes. And, uh, oh, and by the way, one other thing I forgot to mention. I said last week when we were talking about audiobooks uh, that if you, if we, if we missed one, let us know. Well, my good friend, Andrew Rappaport, he, he said you missed one. <laughs> I said, okay, Andrew, what is it? And Revived Thoughts, that podcast also has, anyway, they've, they've got something else that is not just sermons, oh, but okay. it's revived books and I guess articles and things. And what's and so, the name of the podcast? Yeah. Revived Thoughts. Revived Thoughts. Okay. So I'll look it up and I'll put it in the show notes. I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to do that before this show, but I know that if I didn't mention it, Andrew would be like, hey, you didn't mention it. <laughs> thank you, Andrew. That's right. Thank you. Next time, next time we're going to talk about reconciliation. That should be interesting. That should be interesting. Yep. And we hope you join us next time. Until then, Lord bless you. Take care, all. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you'll join us next time as we spend time in God's Word, looking at how we can grow in our knowledge of Him, our love for Him, and our service to Him. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash graceandpeaceradio. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.